0: And here we are in the French Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of that French Catholic Cafe. And I've got a great guest here with us with the Order of Malta on pilgrimage in Lourdes, France. Uh, It's Dr. Richard Feely, D.O., and that's a doctor of osteopathic medicine, right, doctor?
1: That's right, osteopathic medicine.
0: So you are a professor at Midwestern University in Chicago, and also you're a Knight of Malta. That's right. And so I thought it'd be great. You know, we're in Lourdes, and, you know, this is a city of the sick. It's City for the Sick, right? And, and, and it's a, a beautiful pilgrimage to come here uh, for healing, spiritual and, and physical. And it's, I It's love, really fantastic
1: here. It's a yeah, bright, it's sunny day today, and the water is flowing.
0: And I would imagine that you, uh, of all people, with, with osteopathic medicine would see a connection here uh, between who you are, what you do on a day-to-day basis, and what happens here in Lourdes.
1: Yes, it's fantastic what happens here. Many people come for various healings, some of them physical, some of them psychological, and many of them spiritual. But uh, in my practice in osteopathic medicine, we have a philosophy of uh, treating the body, mind, and spirit of the patient.
0: Yeah, listen, what is uh, osteopathy? What is is that? Uh, Osteopathy.
1: Osteopathy was started by Andrew Taylor Still in 1874 in Kirksville, Missouri. It's an American original. It's a separate school of medicine. There's MDs and DOs, and both MDs and DOs uh, practice medicine surgery in America and around the world, just like any other doctor. But we have a philosophical approach to medicine. That's the body, mind, and spirit. And we also have a unique thing that's called um, osteopathic manipulation. So we look at somatic dysfunction, which is impaired or altered joint motion, and do some manual techniques and then restore the function to that joint, and that improves circulation. Improves yeah, that, all function, that fancy talk
0: means you, you move things around, and you help things circulate and move and flow. That's what mom would say, you know, it cleans out your system, you know, very simple. You bet. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. Now, I, I think what's neat about here in Lourdes is this idea of the connection between the, the spirituality and the healing of even the physical. And there's a connection between the spiritual and the physical, and that plays right into osteopathy, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does, because we're looking at your bio- bi- biology and biography in your spirituality in many respects, because our emotions and psyche and spirit are translated into biochemistry in your brain, and your biochemistry, your brain tells you whether you're happy or sad or fatigued or. Uh, joyful.
0: Well, you know, I've always heard lots of uh, statistics, and, and even in the medical world, where you'll hear, uh, you'll read every once in a while about this idea that a person of, uh, with faith is someone that tends to heal faster. Now, I, I've heard that from various sources, but is that, uh, is that like a medical fact, or is that something that, that you can speak on?
1: Yes. Yeah, so when a patient has a dis, uh, depression and a negative attitude and a disbelief about life and about their body, they're not helping themselves. You need to help yourself by believing that God created you, a unique individual with wonderful mechanisms for healing on the inside and on the outside. And allow your doctor to use the outside part, but you've got to work on your own inside and transform your mental attitude, emotional attitude, in your daily life.
0: No, we also do in our church have spiritual doctors, right? We have our priests that can, uh, yes. that can minister to us in a spiritual way. And I just love the fact in our Catholic faith that we can see a connection between the soul and the flesh, right? That un- you, yes. that unique, um, union, uh, that is, is, is so beautiful that when you minister to the, to the soul, you're ministering to the body. When you minister to the body, you're also ministering to the soul.
1: Yeah. That, 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 body mind soul concept is fantastic and we don't recognize it in the west as much as we do need to in the eastern uh, area uh, eastern medicine they recognize it and they talk about it as chi as energy flowing through the body and they also talk about the relationship of the vitality of the body and the health now the vitality of the body can be very very potent when we contact god because he is the summit
0: and source of our vitality. Yeah. Now, that makes perfect sense. Now, do you, as, a, as, a, as a field of medicine, osteopathy, I, I, wanna, I guess we want to make clear to the folks at home that this is not some kind of weird medicine that's out there with uh, your shaking rattles and things and doing these all these no. bizarre dances around people. Um, and it's quite well-respected, isn't, isn't it, in the medical community?
1: That's right. It's one of the fastest-growing medical professions in America. And the American Osteopathic Association and the ACGME are in discussions now about merging uh, to one system of graduate medical education. That's residencies. MDs and Ds will be in the same
0: mix now, how long have you been practicing uh, osteopathy? Uh,
1: thirty-three years.
0: Thirty-three years. So you you are uh, uh, very well versed in all of this. What kind of th- advances have you seen, even in those thirty-three years, in in this field? <laughs> There's uh, just so not many. Enla- not enough. Not enough time to talk about that. But but I guess I guess I I would want the point made that that it is advancing, that it's, a, it's, it's constantly growing uh, in, in impact, in importance, and its relevance in the medical community.
1: You bet. You bet. Uh, we're The medical community is looking at the integrative uh, practice that osteopaths bring to the table of uh, being able to relate to the patient in body, mind, and spirit and also talk to them and, and minister to them more than just prescribing a pill or doing an operation.
0: Right. Now, I know that you're not necessarily... Uh, uh, teaching your patients the Catholic faith but I think that your Catholic faith probably nurtures you doesn't it and in, in, in maybe even helps you understand more fully this, this relationship between body, mind um, and spirit and this idea that you would even in our sacraments we have the anointing of the sick and people don't realize that it's not just um, there for a, a physical healing but also a spiritual healing and we see that that connection how relevant is your Catholic faith to to your practice?
1: Well, uh, people come into my practice uh, with many, many problems. Um, and sometimes you just have to
0: listen. And then a pointed, uh statement. Oh, we should stop there. Now, the doctor is supposed to listen. Is that what's supposed to happen? Number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. I know I've had lots of experience with doctors, and I'm thankful that they're here because I'm alive because of doctors, obviously. But, you know, sometimes maybe doctors might not always be listening and so in your field osteopathy it's particularly important that you listen isn't it?
1: that's right if you listen uh long enough the patient will tell you the diagnosis and it's very important that we listen and then um uh, point the patient in the spiritual emotional psychological realm in the right direction that's not all hopelessness there is hope out there there is a man that died for you
0: yeah, that's beautiful. And I guess conveying that, even for those that don't believe, non-believers, I know you, you minister to them as well. How do you work with them in a way that helps them to see their, their human dignity that was given to them by God, but maybe they don't even believe that? Are you able still in osteopathy to assist these people as well?
1: Yes, yes, but you treat everyone with respect. Sure. And you give them space, and you allow them to be who they, God created them to be. And you point them in the direction of where God wanted them to be as a whole human be- person. And so we, we I try to talk to them and encourage them in being that whole human person. And then when they're ready to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and get to know Jesus as a friend and be able to talk to him like you talk to a physician, uh, that's what
0: And that's a spiritual journey that they may or may not be on immediately. But as an osteopath, you would be someone who would always be realizing that there's a connection there, but meeting people where they are. Exactly. And kind of helping lift them up. Because I think, again, our Catholic teaching is that every human being is created in the image and likeness of God, right? We all have uh, an incredible dignity. Given to us by God, just because we're His image and likeness, and I guess if you're helping people to understand that they that they have dignity and they live to that dignity, the fullness of that dignity, then that is certainly going to facilitate the healing process. You bet. You yeah, bet. that's beautiful. Now, so do you have? Uh, uh, are you involved in in teaching as well? Um, other people who are interested in uh, osteopathy.
1: Yes. Uh I've been teaching at the Midwestern University for some 30 years and been more recently teaching internationally, um, teaching in France and teaching in Japan this past year.
0: And so do you find that there's more and more interest going on in osteopathy? I'll be honest with you. I'd heard the word, but I wasn't 100% sure what it all meant, and so it's not always necessarily in the public square. What's, What's going on in that world to kind of help people understand that connection? Yeah, osteopathic
1: medicine is a broad... Uh, spectrum of medical practice. Like I said, uh, it's like the American League and National League baseball. The MDs are, are like the American League and the DOs are like the National League, and, and we don't have any. Um, uh, Pinch hitters. Pinch hitters, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's always good when the sports analogies start coming out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, you are obviously are Knight of Malta, and so. Part of that, that sort of twofold charism of the Order of Malta is to uh, obviously defend the church, but then also to care for the sick and the poor. And so you live this out in, your very, uh, in a very real way in your, in your medical practice.
1: That's right. That's right. So I, I take care of the patients in Chicago where I practice, and then I had the opportunity through the Order of Malta to go to Lebanon
0: yeah now I heard something about you being involved uh, in working with the Lebanese Association there in in working on cerebral palsy. Is that what you were working on or working with uh, some kids there or something? Tell me about that relationship with the lebanese yeah the folks. Lebanese
1: Association uh, supports uh, twenty healthcare clinics in Lebanon, and one of them is a, a hospital that has children with cerebral palsy, and these are gross motor def- deficits. Uh, of uh, five and four, and five is the maximum when they're essentially wheelchair-bound. And they have 78 children in this hospital. Forty-five live there permanently, and they get physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and all the other therapies, seven hours, five days a week, which is fantastic. So um, I had the opportunity to go there and evaluate it and make some recommendations and... A lot of good things up.
0: happening, right? That's well, that's, that's awesome. We're going to talk more about that because I want to hear some stories about, uh, the progress that's being made there and, uh, help folks at home understand exactly uh, how beautiful what's going on. There is before I do that, we're going to take a break, uh, and want to remind folks at home that we have a wonderful website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And then also I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back.
2: I'm Bess and this is another great moment in Church history. While most Catholics are generally familiar with the structure and flow of Holy Mass, many may not realize just how Mother Church teaches and assists her priest in the proper form and ritual of the liturgy. One of those ways is found at the front of that big red book that the priest uses at the altar at every Mass. At the front of the Missale Romanum, or the Roman Missal, are several pages of instructions on how the Mass is to be carried out. This authoritative and official Church document, called the General Instruction of the Roman Missal, or GERM for short, is both instructive and beautiful, for it lays out virtually every aspect of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass in clear and concise terms. Recently, Pope Benedict, in his apostolic exhortation Sacramentum Caritatis, spoke of the importance of the germ. He said, The Eucharistic celebration is enhanced when priests and the liturgical leaders are committed to making known the current liturgical texts and norms, making available the great riches found in the general instruction of the Roman Missal. Perhaps we take it for granted that our ecclesial communities already know and appreciate these resources. But this is not always the case. These texts contain riches which have preserved and expressed the faith and the experience of the people of God over its 2,000-year history. The Holy Father makes it clear that following the germ is essential in properly celebrating Mass and challenges not only the ordained ministers, but the laity as well, in seeing the inherent value in reading and following the general instruction. In the germ, one finds instruction on all aspects of the Mass, such as the structure of the Mass, the importance of singing, movements and posture, silence, genuflections and vows, and the altar and its appointments, just to name a few. The germ is indeed a wonderful and valuable resource and is readily available on the internet and at virtually any Catholic bookshop. All are encouraged to read the germ so that they may gain a deeper understanding of what's happening at the Mass. The Catholic Church has always taken great care that the liturgy is performed with the utmost beauty and with a profound and solemn respect for 2,000 years of tradition. The general instruction of the Roman Missal ensures that each and every Mass is celebrated in a way that genuinely makes us one with the glorious and eternal sacred mysteries of our faith. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth sitting here with Dr. Richard Feely, D.O., doctor of uh, osteopathic medicine. And you were just starting to tell us about some wonderful work that you're doing in Lebanon or that you're associated with uh, the Lebanese Association, uh, helping some kids with cerebral palsy. Um, so tell us uh, about this, this center uh, uh, that you're working with.
1: Yes, the uh, Pana Center is uh, supported by the Order of Malta. And it's run by the Daughters of Charity from France. And uh, as you know, uh, Lebanon, uh, they speak Arabic and French. And uh, so this is outside of Beirut. It's in the hill country in the Christian area. And it's on a large campus. Uh, There is a uh, 200-bed acute care hospital on the campus that the uh, nuns run, as well as a nursing home, as well as an adult uh, rehabilitation hospital, and then the children's hospital.
0: And this is where the, uh, the 78 kids you were referring to either uh, earlier, this yes. is where they are. Now, the Order of Malta supports this hospital, doesn't it? It's part yes, it of the does. works of
1: the order. It's one of the works of the order. And uh, one of my recommendations is that we make it uh, a, uh, a children's hospital for the order in the Holy Land. And there's, uh, This would be a first totally uh, supported uh, Order of Malta Children's Hospital in the Holy Land. We have a hospital for obstetrics in Bethlehem. We need one for children.
0: Well, Dr. Feely, you are a a unique guest here on the show because you, you have more initials at the end of your name than any other... Uh, guest, and I, we don't have as much time on the show as I'd like to, to save them all, but we'll... Uh, you're Richard A. Feely, D-O-F-A-A-O-F-C-A-F-A-A-M-A-F-A-A-D-E-P-C-I-M-E. So, you know, yes. if you're collecting more, do you do you just like... <laughs> if you're if you're going out uh, on Saturday morning, you you maybe go to garage sales, you see an old uh, initials laying there, and you see... You know, negotiate, and you add those onto your list. I don't know if that's how that, that works. That's right. <laughs> right. That's
1: right. I've got more behind my name than in my name.
0: Well, and that's okay, but I guess I point that out because... You're you're involved in so many different aspects of medicine, and and so the um, the Lebanese actually reached out to you uh, to help them to bring this osteopathic perspective to what they're doing. And so how how has that impacted uh, what they're? Do you have some positive outcomes you can share with us to help us understand? Just really well. You know what? Before we do that, tell us how. Uh, cerebral palsy manifests itself? Just how devastating the disease this is this? Yeah,
1: cerebral palsy is a very devastating disease that are, occurs sometime during the birthing processes is the initial incident and it's basically anoxia to the brain, no oxygen to the brain sometime either in utero or at the uh, uh, delivery and immediately after delivery and so the brain has like an infarct, it doesn't have any uh, uh, function and uh, depends behind what part of the brain gets becomes dead. Right uh, dictates what the child looks like. So they can be spastic or flac- uh, flaccid. They can they can have all their arms uh, crossed and their legs crossed, and he barely can straighten them apart. Their brain can be totally um, uh, mush. They can have no speech, no language. They can have uh, blindness in one eye. They can have uncoordinated. Coordinated eye movements, and they can have other hearing problems. And, and obviously, the most problem that they have is besides spasticity is a speech problem.
0: So, obviously, this is devastating. It just it, it yes. totally changes their life uh, and the life of their families. And so, it's obviously important that you be, uh, we would look for as many advances and possible treatments. Uh, for such a, a terrible situation And so they reached out to you And uh, you've been doing some great work with them for, uh, for a period of time Tell us how that's been going
1: It's been going fantastic um, I've been able to go every year uh, With a small group and we uh, evaluate the children uh, for osteop- using osteopathic methods of m- uh, manipulation and diagnosis, and we identify m- membranous articular strains of the brain and the other parts of the body, and use manual techniques to unwind the strains of the body. So again,
0: this is where we are. This is osteopathy at work here. Yes. Instead of like uh, chemicals and, um, and and whatever else. Medicine other, and ra- shots. Yeah. You're actually using physicality You're moving things and helping flow and these yes. kind of things.
1: It's very gentle and subtle as we change the the, the blood flow to the brain and modify the blood flow, bl- modify the cerebral spinal fluid fluctuation, and then uh, changes can happen and the nerves in the brain can wake up. We had one case uh, that was a 7-year-old girl that never stood up, and after one osteopathic treatment, she was able to stand up. That is amazing. Now, I,
0: I can imagine. It's almost like... Uh, the person who's been blind you know since birth and suddenly having sight yes. i imagine for the for the parents and even for that child the idea that someone thinking well she'll never stand she'll never do right. anything and now in here after one treatment
1: yeah it was fantastic we also use a little a vibrating percussion hammer that relaxed the, the fascia and the the, the parents uh, would respond like that but also the therapist can you imagine working with a child for three, four years, and they're never able to stand, and you're working with them five days a week? Can you imagine what the oh, joy yeah. of the physical therapists were? They were just like, ecstatic. They couldn't believe it.
0: Oh, that's just amazing. Are there other experiences that you've had that uh, that you'd like to relate to? Us? Yes.
1: We, ha- we had another one that was a boy about eight years of age that was spastic. In other words, his arms were crossed across his chest, and they wouldn't straighten out. I mean, you can manually, like two men, hold his arms out, but they would go right back and and cross his chest, cross his legs. And we treated him, uh, and for the first time in his life, for 24 hours, he was totally relaxed. His arms were at the side, his legs were at the side, and the therapist couldn't believe it
0: that that's just um, um, amazing and you do this by helping to manipulate uh parts of the body are there very specific techniques that you use that you developed over i mean i i I know you're not in there just giving a massage
1: no no No. this is this is cranial osteopathy this is very specific osteopathic manipulative technique to the membranes that cover the brain the dura mater right and the tend to arm, cerebellia, foc, by all those guys. And we work on that. And uh, I don't know
0: what those are, but they sound very important, doctor. Yeah, they are. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then we had one other ch- child that uh, we'll tell you a story about. Okay, so this is, uh, they have children that are from 6 to 16 in this uh, this hospital. And so we had a child that was about 6. And the, the therapist said that the problem with this child is she had... The ability to learn but her brain wasn't working okay no matter what they were doing so we did we treated her and the the therapist come back and and tell me the next day the brain turned on dr feely the brain turned on you know and now the now the child is actually learning and 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 some changes are happening
0: that's amazing and again it just seems like uh, now i know those children aren't healed no but what's happening they're that's right there helped and and as you know, we, we we live lives of conversion, right? Each of us even though we would take for granted the fact that we can walk and we can talk, we can see, we can interact with others in a fairly normative way, right? We are all still in a state of conversion, ongoing conversion. That we're we're trying to grow holier and holier and better and better. And in this situation, you have you have people who may be held back because of their their physical um, and even their their mental uh, uh, abilities. And so here you're allowing them to be in that state of ongoing conversion, that can, that state of growth, to be holier, to to experience more and more who God is uh, in their lives and that's a really neat kind of thing I imagine that gives you a lot of joy doesn't it oh yes lots of joy lots of joy now do you uh, do you see that this is something that uh, will you continue to be involved there in Lebanon as, as long yes. as you can and are you hoping that maybe there's some other centers that you that you might be able to reach out to or that would reach out and kind of go in down this path once they see the success of what's been going on there
1: that would be great that'd be great that'd... well I
0: know there's people that will will probably ask when they hear this You know, maybe they have someone in their family um, or someone they know who's been uh, unfortunately touched by uh, cerebral palsy and maybe haven't explored this avenue and, and to be able to see the possibilities. How would someone find out more information just about osteopathy in general? Yeah, you can contact
1: the American Osteopathic Association in Chicago. So, if Chicago. you were
0: to Google American Osteopathic Association, you'd be able to find it. That's and, right, and they have a website, don't okay. they? Osteopathic.org. Osteopathic.org. Osteopathic dot org. And then also, if they want to contact you or your center, you have a center there yeah. in Chicago.
1: Feelycenter.com. dot com.
0: Yeah, and so the more information, I guess, we can get people because uh, I guess a lot of times it's a very sad thing when you, if we were to have a a cure or or a positive. Uh, potential here for treatment that people didn't know about That's right, right. That, we, that we you don't want to hide your light under a bushel basket right you want to you want to let the light shine and so we want people to find out more about this so they can right. see
1: right even though i might be a great cranial osteopath you ha- as the parent and the loved one of the of the child your job is to love that child and it's very difficult at times when they're so spastic and, and they can't talk right. and you can't communicate. But your gift to them is loving and caring them for them every day, just like Jesus loves you.
0: And again, in osteopathy, you're, you're seeing this connection. Not just, it's not just an injection, right, is, is what a lot of That's people right. think medicine is. And here you're engaging uh, all the aspects in that person, their physicality, but also their family. That's right. And so the environment that they're in is very uh, helpful in the healing process, is it not? So you're, help- you're telling the families how you react, how you respond, even if you think that they're not aware of what you're doing or what you're saying or what you're thinking, they really are.
1: The spirit of the patient is always aware, even when you're under anesthesia.
0: Well, what a, be- what a beautiful thing. And I-, and I guess here in Lourdes, France, we see, again, this connection the sick from the world come and then even those who are spiritually sick uh, and their companions and people that just want to pray for others and have others pray for them are here in Lourdes for healing, you know, whether it's a physical healing or spiritual healing. And again, I just think it would be interesting uh, uh, to be an, uh, you know, an osteopath in that situation to be able to say, see, we, we this is, this is their science to this spirituality and their spirituality to the science and see that connection. Uh, Probably gives you uh, a great comfort, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it certainly does. Well, that's awesome. I am so uh, happy that you were able to spend some time with us, Dr. Feely. And because we're here in Lourdes and we're here to to see Our Lady and we're called by Mary to be in Lourdes for this time of healing and this time of pilgrimage, uh, why don't we close our show? Uh, by uh, uh, asking for her intercession and to wrap her mantle around us and her uh, uh, mantle of protection and, and love, how about that? Wonderful. Name of the Father the and the, the Son, and the Holy, Son, Spirit, Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among, among women, and women, and blessed is, is the fruit, fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our, In the our death. death. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father Holy and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.